feels like the first time. Feels like the very first time. Hello and welcome to a new and exciting episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies. The podcast where Matt and Todd go see a movie in our local Regal Cinema Theater. And then we talk about it. Share our thoughts and our feelings. And this time we actually did see a new movie. And we're actually in the Xterra after the movie with masks on. I am Todd Domer. And I'm Matt Malloy. And yes, finally we go see a movie at a theater. A first run movie. Not at a drive-in. And we are attempting mask on recording. We have a backup plan if this doesn't work. But we'll see how this episode turns out. If we're hearable, if we're audible, then uh, this will probably be how we do it for a while anyway. Yes. So, yes, we're back at the theater. I thought that uh, precautions were taken that were pretty, pretty good. Uh, everyone that I saw was wearing masks. Except for in the theater, when people were eating, they took down their masks, including us. Yes. Um, but you had to be spaced out in the theater. You couldn't sit next to anyone who wasn't in your group. Um, yeah, we were not able to sit next to each other because we did not purchase tickets in the same purchase. That's true. So, so we left a chair between us, and that worked out okay. So... All precautions discussed. Let's get into it. We saw a movie. It was called Tenet. Mm -hmm. And this movie is... Uh, this movie has... Uh, what's his name? Which... What's his name are you going for? The protagonist. I think it's Isaiah David Washington. Isaiah David Washington. That yes. sounds right. Son of Denzel Washington. Son of Denzel. Right. Yes. And you might think when we say son of Denzel that... It's like a young kid. It's not. No. No, no, no. Denzel's full, full an old man. Denzel's an old man at this point. Yeah. Um, so, so Tenet, uh, what is this movie about? Well, there's also more people in it, too. There are more people. Robert Pattinson. Yes. Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Uh, and uh, the guy who I'm going to say is uh, fake... Um, Oh dang it! What's the who's the guy who played Bane in in the Batman movie? Uh, Something have, Hardy. I don't. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom yes. Hardy. Fake Tom Hardy's in this movie. Okay. Because I think probably Christopher Nolan wanted to get Tom Hardy because he uses him a lot, but maybe he couldn't, so he got someone who just looks and sounds exactly like him. Mm, Tom so, Hardy. Yeah, fake some, Tom Hardy's in this movie. Some people say I look like Tom Hardy. You look like Tom Hardy? Yes. Interesting. Okay. I'm not going to be one of those people. But. Yeah. Well, it's, that's fine. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily agree myself. But <laughs> someone has said it to me before. So, uh, also, uh, who's the old British guy? Oh, uh, Michael Caine, Michael course. Caine is in this, yeah. uh, briefly. Yes. So, what's the movie about? Uh, <laughs> this will be an interesting description. Let's see. The movie is about time travel, so it's hard to really describe it in a linear fashion. But I'm going to go pretty broad strokes here and say the, the protagonist, 
He doesn't have a name in this, by the way. In the credits, his name is protagonist. Isaiah David Washington is... He's in, like, the CIA, I guess, or some organization like the CIA. Um, he finds out uh, about this time travel inversion of time where <laughs> things can go backwards and forwards and interesting. And that, that sort of develops itself throughout the movie, the idea of time travel and how it works. Um, he meets up with... Well, he's given a mission, and the mission is he's got to he's got to figure some stuff out, really, about what's what's going on in the world. So his, his mission is really, hey, we know there's time travel. Now figure out about it and stop any bad things happening. Yeah, but we aren't going to tell you what broad, they are. Honestly, yes. Like... Um, so the main players are there's like this uh, this Russian guy who has a lot of power and he has he has Kenneth Brana. Yes, he has the ability to time travel. His wife, who's estranged from him, and ends up uh, being involved and in helping out um, the protagonist. Um, there's Robert Pattinson's character, who's like a sidekick, buddy, 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 buddy. Yes, uh, guy. Um, and basically, they were. It works like a normal spy movie, and like in how people try and figure things out in spy movies. They talk to the arms dealer. They talk to the yes. what's your source, and they trace it all back. And it culminates with this this final mission, which is heavily involving time travel. And basically, they've got to get this secret piece of technology. And if they don't, the world will end. Yeah. And. That's, I think, going to be my description of it. Yes, I think that's as I think that's as much as we can do, without giving spoilers away. Yes. So. Yes. It's a good one. Good job. Thanks. Thanks. Not an easy one. No. Well, Todd, what did you think of this film? So, I think, um, I think there are a couple of Christopher Nolan things that you can check off the list for this film. All right. It's acted very well. I think everyone mm-hmm. does an incredible job. There's not to me one weak acting person in this job besides fake Tom Hardy. And it's not his fault. He's just a fake Tom Hardy. Like the right. entire time I kept thinking, where's Tom Hardy? Uh, it's incredibly shot. Well, it's beautiful looking. I mean, like there are of course IMAX scenes, which we didn't get the full effect cause we didn't see an IMAX, but I never do. So, uh, but everything's filmed really well. The special effects are, like, really cool as far as, like, um, you know, how, uh, I guess, time travel's done. Really, they use the word inverted. Like, basically, you can go forward regularly through time, or you can be inverted where it looks like you're basically just going in reverse. But really, you're going, I guess, reverse in time. So... Those things, there's a couple of fight scenes where all that's happening that's, like, just kind of cool to watch and, like, really interesting. So, you know, those are the things that I think you expect from a a typical Christopher Nolan movie. Um, You know, everyone tries their hardest. Everything's looking good. My biggest problem with this movie is that I don't understand it. And I, I can't tell if that's because it's me or the movie's dumb. Like, I can't decide if it's my problem or if it was Christopher Nolan's problem and not being able to bring this movie 
to the audience better? I don't know. I just... and uh, uh, Spoiler alert for who's listening. This is the second time I've viewed this movie. Boo! Yeah. Boo! And I cannot... I just can't tell. Like, I really... Like, I mean, there were some things on a second viewing that I was like, okay, you know, I get it a little bit more. But th- I, I still, like, just don't get it. Like... And I say that, and I do get some of the things, but I just felt like I was still lost. Things still didn't make sense to me. And I don't know. if After a second viewing, if, things, if I still feel so lost and things didn't make sense and I couldn't follow, like, all that kind of stuff, then it's either me, which I refuse to believe that, because I think I'm perfect. So mm. I'm going to blame Christopher Nolan and this, like, very convoluted movie that just has a lot of good things going for it but as far as like plot and understanding the plot and understanding the dynamics of inversion time travel and all that kind of stuff it doesn't really hit the mark as being able to explain what it's going for and I think at parts it just doesn't really try like it's it's kind of like one of those sci-fi movies where it's like we're just going to give you a one line why this can happen and then that's it like we're going to move on uh, to the next scene. And I think the pacing of this movie is pretty good. I mean, there's always something happening. I didn't find myself too, like, really bored at any point. Like, the movie starts very fast, and it just kind of goes from there. But, uh, I, I don't know. I just, like, it, it can be the most beautiful, well-acted movie in the world, but if I don't understand what's happening, and I don't feel I was, like, adequately given the chance to explain, like to understand it then it's a huge strike against it to me so i'm interested to see what you think because that's that's where i'm at that's where i'm gonna leave it um i'll always have a sad spot in my heart for fake tom hardy and like that it wasn't tom hardy so two big strikes against it plot that i don't understand and fake tom hardy and by so. fake Tom Hardy, do you mean the leader of the uh, the Splinter Team? Yes, yes. yes. Okay. It's just it's so obvious, <laughs> like <laughs> that it's supposed it was supposed to be Tom Hardy. Yes. So, uh, um, I, I mean, one good. I mean, like I said, as far as the acting, Robert Pattinson, I think, does a really great job in this movie. And I know people love to like hark on him because they think he can't act, but I mean. For most movies after Twilight and this movie, I'm like, hey, you guys are wrong. He's he's really good. Yeah. So, anyway, that's me. I left the theater. My head hurts again for the yeah. second time. Well, uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think, yes, it was a well-acted film. Everybody does their part. Everybody does a good job. That's kudos to the actors and to the director. And uh, it is a nice, well-shot action film with, like, big props and set pieces and all the, you know, they need to be on boats. They're really on boats, like huge boats driving around and stuff like that. So I, I, I did appreciate the sort of the big action movie pieces were there. And then we get to time travel. So I think there's a couple ways you can handle time travel in movies. One of them is to try and give like a scientific explanation and then just do it 
and and play things as basically normal like oh we're just back in the 1950s now okay fine you are and you might see yourself there and that's like kind of the extent of it and then there's the uh there's the hugely like scientific like we're super into sci-fi way of handling it which usually is handled in much the same way there might be more weird like visual effects because of things we don't understand in science and all that stuff um but but again it's largely once you get to the future or the past or whatever you're just there and acting like normal yeah this movie tried to take a third path which was let's throw some science in there let's talk about things and then let's have people move in reverse and have bullets go backwards into the guns and stuff like that, which could work. Maybe it didn't work in this movie. Yeah, it was confusing. It was jarring to the eye. And and I think that's what they were trying to convey. Like it would be jarring to be in this experience, but it doesn't work. It just confuses you as yeah. an audience member. <clears throat> so I think that they made a bad choice in like trying to do reverse time and reverse action happening because it was confusing. And not only that, they then decided to overlay this weird technology, which is hard to view and, and understand, with a, a plot that has twists and turns and turns back on itself. Right. So you've got two confusing things happening. One, you've got to keep track of the plot, and you've also got to keep track of, like, the physical universe and, and how people are operating based on on where they are in relation to actual time flow. Right. So uh, some bad choices were made here. They could, have made, they could have made this movie almost without any changes, just say, this person is going one direction, and have them, you know... Have them identified in some way other than actually moving backward in time. Right. And had a nice, like, spy thriller, uh, figure things out, plot, secret plots, threads going on. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh Uh-oh. And and it could have been really a good movie. But instead, we, we came up with sort of something that falls flat of what it could have been. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for for me, the time travel aspect, the most frustrating part of it that makes absolutely no sense to me is that, so at some point you have to enter this machine that will invert you. And then once you're inverted, you start at that point in time and you start to go backwards and stuff like that. Yep. So the whole premise of this movie is that there are artifacts showing up that have come back a long way through time. Or showed up someplace far back in time. But the all, like, and then there are some characters, you know, kind of at some point in the movie you find out have also come back kind of a far time back in time. But you're shown that to actually come back in time, you have to actually go through the, it's not like you drive the DeLorean to 88 and then boom, you're back in time. Right. You have to actually go the reverse amount of time it takes to get to where you're going. So when we're talking like in the movie, it's like a week at some point, like a week and some change is the farthest they go back in time. But we're referenced all the time to all these other things that have gone back years and stuff like that. And I'm like, 
it doesn't make sense. Especially if it's an inanimate object, how does it happen? Like, how does that go there? Or if it's like a bullet that someone was carrying and fired at some point, which is what you're supposed to believe, how did the person get there? Did they just like start going back years and years and years and never stop that journey until they got there? It just, it's, it's, it hurts the brain because of how bad it is. Yeah. So. And, and you bring up another point, which is they have this device that inverts them. But the yeah. device, the inversion device is not back hundreds of years or whatever. Right. And also, like, <coughs> they give no explanation into the inversion device. It is literally you walk into a, a, a compartment with a revolving door. And when the door goes around, you're now inverted. <laughs> like yep. it's, and they don't ever go further into explaining what that is. It's just like, yeah, you get one offhanded line of, we think it's like, a different type of radiation. And then that's it. Like, it's right. like, it's just so, it's so smart in some areas and it's so lazy in other areas. And I think that's what causes the big confusion yep. is that some areas are, they tried really hard to think it out. And then some areas they're like, oh, I don't know. Let's just throw in a line. Cause who cares? Woo. That got me heated a little bit. Yeah. How mad I was at that. All right. So how many inverted bullets would you give this uh, movie from zero to five, which an inverted bullet is a bullet that goes the other way through time. <laughs> so that's right. Wrap so, your head around that one. So instead of shooting the bullet through an object, the bullet comes backwards from some point and goes through the object backwards and into your gun. Yes. It's magical. Well, anyway, uh, so Inverted bullets, zero to five. I'm going to give this 2.3 inverted bullets. Okay. This was, without the good parts that we mentioned at the beginning, the, the acting and the, you know, the nice cinematography. Right. Um, it's, it's a pretty bad movie. Yeah. I think those things elevate it. Sure. But not even, for me, not even to, like, an average movie. It's still, like, somewhat below average, yeah. even though it has those good factors. Because of the time travel gaffes, it's, right. it's just, it doesn't doesn't hold it for me. So. Sure. Um, I think I'm at, like, a 2.6. Like, I think the acting and, and some of the action scenes, not even the weird action scenes, there's a couple of really good action scenes that are like done that have nothing to do with time travel and they're all very executed very well like and it all looks like you know it almost makes you sad because you're like man i wish the whole movie was like this because everything is so good and tight yeah looking really good and uh, everyone's doing a good job but anyway so i'll put it like a slight notch above an average movie i uh yeah, leaving angry is always like <laughs> <laughs> always brings down a rating so but yeah, I think that's where I'm gonna I'm gonna lay on that one. Two point six. All right. Well, that is gonna wrap up this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, where we review the movie Tenet here live yes. from the movie theater. We just saw it, and we ended up with two point four five inverted bullets out of five, which is uh, 
Not a great score, honestly. For us, yeah, because I feel like we're pretty liberal to give high marks. Yeah. Unless you really, really deserve low marks. Yeah. So, should you see this movie? Nah, you might want to. You might want to wait until it comes out on your favorite streaming service, or if you really want to see an action film, big action film in the theater, you could try it. But it might make your head hurt. Sure. So. Yeah, I'm definitely at a notion of. It's okay if you want to see this movie, but wait for it to stream someplace. Like, there's just no reason to pay the money and go see it in a theater. Unless you just, like, are an avid movie theater person and that's what's going to happen. But Right. Ooh. So. Yeah. It reminded me. Did you ever see Interstellar? Yes, I it, think so. It very much reminded me of Interstellar in a sense of, like, very good acting. Very great cinematography and great scenes but not much made sense <laughs> in mm. that movie like it's so similar to that and i think to me christopher nolan really needs i mean i guess it was dunkirk dunkirk was the movie before this that was like a, a grounded movie and did, didn't have anything to do with sci-fi and stuff like that but like it just seems like recently anytime he goes to sci-fi or something like that he, he like it just doesn't make sense yeah. so christopher if you're listening that would be my suggestion yeah um you know, try to ground your movies a little bit more. Right. So, all right. It's good feedback for Christopher Nolan yeah. from, from us. So, well, that's going to wrap it up. Please, uh, please continue to listen to our podcast. We thank you for listening. And we'll make more of these. Da-da-da-da. Da-da. Da-da-da. Da-da-da.